Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952 and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsmradio.org radio.org. Now, here's our show today. Hebrews is a marvelous New Testament book that contains many passages that are well known and often quoted by Christians. Yet, the book as a whole remains a mystery to a great many believers. Well, the key to understanding Hebrews may well be found in the Old Testament book of Leviticus, and that's our program today as we see the book of Hebrews as an exposition of Leviticus. Here with us to help us enjoy this marvelous program today is Francis Ball. Francis, it's always uh, a real pleasure for me to have you in the studio. Thanks for coming. It's a pleasure to me, too, to be here. Francis, today we're going to connect in a very definite way this Old Testament book of Leviticus with the New Testament book of Hebrews. Let's look at a couple of verses from Hebrews. For those who have been with us during this life study of Leviticus, I think they'll have a new appreciation of such a New Testament portion. In chapter 9, uh, verses 11 through 14, it says, But Christ, not through the blood of goats and calves, but through his own blood, entered once for all into the Holy of Holies, obtaining an eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling those who are defiled, sanctifies to the purity of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Francis, maybe you could give us a brief background as to just how Hebrews is an exposition of Leviticus. I believe, uh, Chris, if we were just left with the book of Leviticus, we would certainly be stuck with a lot of physical animals, offerings, combinations of foods and things like this, Right. Uh, very mysterious, and we wouldn't know how to apply them. And this is true of the Bible as a whole. So much of it, you just can't understand But there is a way for it to be opened up to us. And the writers of the New Testament opened up these Old Testament books to us in a very wonderful way, particularly this book of Hebrews, really gives us a lot of light on Leviticus about goats and calves and rams and and the different offerings, the meal offerings. All of these offerings are explained to us and made real to us. Uh, They're not just uh, things of history, although they are that in Leviticus. Yet, the New Testament explanation of those things makes it real to us in our Christian life. That's really the key, to study the Bible. Let the Bible interpret the Bible. 
the best exposition of Leviticus is really the New Testament book of Hebrews. And that's, that, right. that's our point today. Uh, let's join Witness Lee for the first portion. We know, if we read carefully, that the book of Hebrews uh, is a kind of exposition of the book of Leviticus. In the book of Leviticus itself, we cannot see how much and how great, how excellent, how wonderful, how all-inclusive, and how inexhaustible this Christ which we offer and enjoy as all kind offerings. You just read the book of Leviticus, you could see my just the burnt offering, meal offering, peace offering, sin offering, and trespass offering. Offerings. Uh, then after the teaching, you got to know all these offerings typify Christ. In other words, in the New Testament term, Christ is every kind of the five offerings. That's all. But you do not have the sensation or the uh, kind of realization that this Christ, who is all the offerings to us, is too great, too excellent, too, too all-inclusive. He's altogether inexhaustible. No word can express his greatness. Who is he? Okay, say in chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, of Hebrews, we could see he is the what? Maker of the whole universe. He is the creator, the maker of all the universe. And he's also the upholder of the present universe. All the universe, the solar system, and this system, and that kind of system, are now just under his upholding. He's too great. And he's also the appointed heir of the universe. He is also so wonderful. He is a very, what? Infulgence of God's glory. And he is the impressed image of God's substance. Just think about it. How wonderful. Francis, he mentioned the very first uh, opening verses in Hebrews, and this book, maybe more than any other in the Bible, opens in this magnificent way, presenting such a Christ, the effulgence of God's glory, and all of these high, rich expressions. Yet this Christ that's being described in Hebrews is the one that is the reality of all of the offerings that appear in Leviticus. It's really marvelous, isn't it, to see these two connected? It certainly is marvelous. Even just these few items that he points out here in just a first couple of verses in Hebrews, he's already talking so much about what Christ is as viewed uh, in this exposition. Like the creator, the appointed heir, he's the effulgence of God's glory, he's the very impress of God's substance. My, these are marvelous terms. And to see how this is really bringing Christ to us, not in the way of just uh, looking back at those figures and types in the Old Testament, but realizing that that means Christ is everything to us in this aspect. 
and to realize also that these offerings bring us into contact with the one that's being described here. Uh, And he is the reality of the offerings. He's really the Alpha and the Omega, which shows up, of course, in Revelation. That's the real secret, I think, of getting the real meat out of this book, is to see all those things that were pictured to us in Leviticus are really Christ himself, to be experienced by us and be enjoyed by us. And not only in these couple of verses here in chapter 1, Chris, but he goes on to point out how Christ is the one who partook of blood and flesh, which means that he really became a man, and he came among us. And as a man, he destroyed the devil, Satan. And so many points of what's typified in that book in Leviticus are brought out here in a real thorough and spiritual and marvelous experiential way in the book of Hebrews. He's the apostle that was sent from God, and he's spoken of as a high priest. Christ is our real high priest, and he's the forerunner. In this book, he's everything. He's a minister in the heavens, and he also obtained an eternal salvation or redemption for us. In the Old Testament, of course, there's that picture, but you don't get the reality of what it is and the fact that it's eternal until you see Christ is all of these matters that are pictured in the Old Testament. Francis, we uh, read a couple of verses from chapter 9. We've now been talking about chapter 1 in Hebrews. Uh, In this coming portion, we're going to chapter 10. Let me just read one quick verse as an introduction to this next portion. In verse 5, Francis, Therefore, coming into the world, he says, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. This body that was prepared for Jesus Christ, the Son of the very God, we're going to see as the fulfillment and the reality of all the offerings from Leviticus. Let's go back to Witness Lee. In chapter 10, in this book, book of Hebrews, this is too, too big a chapter. In this chapter, in expanding the book of Leviticus, Paul says, when Christ came, God had no more interest, no more desire, no more pleasure in all those cattle offerings. <laughs> uh, his coming annuls all the offerings in the book of Leviticus. As he has come, uh, God has no more interest, pleasure, in the Levitical offerings. Then Paul says, Christ came, that God has prepared a body for him. For him to be what? For him to be the replacement of all the offerings of the first covenant. This means he did the will of God. And the will of God here is unique. What is the will of God? That is, to take away the first and to establish the second. What is the first? Whatever in the Old Testament is the first. And whatever here in the New Testament is the second. In the Old Testament, we have the uh, Levitical burn offering, meal offering, peace offering, trespass offering, sin offering, and all other kind of offerings. We offering, he offering. Christ is the replacement of all those offerings. Those offerings are counted as the first. When Christ came, God lost his pleasure. 
and interest and desire in those first offerings. And Christ, as a replacement, has established himself as the second, the second kind of burnt offering, the second kind of meal offering, the second kind of peace offering, sin offering, and trespass offering. Anyhow, the first category of the Levitical offerings all have been replaced. You have to realize, Hebrew saints, God, since Christ came, has lost his interest. God has no more taste in those cattle, in the bull, in the sheep, in the goats, ram, and so forth. God has no more interest, no more pleasure and desire in that. God desire today and his pleasure is only this one person. By the name Jesus Christ. Francis, I love his utterance here. He's pointing out that in this book of Hebrews, again and again, we see that God has lost his taste for all of these uh, physical offerings, the cattle and the sheep and the rams and the turtle doves and all of those things. But instead, God has prepared a body for Christ that he could be both the reality and really the ultimate replacement for all these offerings. This view from Leviticus and Hebrews, when joined together, it really gives us another level of appreciation for Christ, doesn't it? My, it really does, Chris. I marvel at this, even though I've heard this earlier and I've read in Hebrews quite a bit, but there's something fresh about this that really raises your appreciation of Christ. Yeah. Even Christ himself in Hebrews is quoted as having said, I have come to do your will, O God. He said, sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin you did not desire nor delight in. As you said, he lost the taste right. for those uh, physical things which are offered according to the law. He then said, behold, I have come to do your will. So he takes away the first, as Brother Lee pointed out, to establish the second. And we've been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. So there's something eternal, not only something so uplifted, but there's something eternal brought out here. All those offerings were a picture, but the reality is Christ himself in his body. He came to offer himself in his body that we might be sanctified, we might be eternally redeemed. You know, Francis, it's one thing to realize that God took away the Old Testament offerings. I think a lot of believers have the understanding that, well, that was the dispensation in the Old Testament, but we have nothing to do with that dispensation. Now there's a whole new arrangement. And in a sense, that's true. But in another sense, it's not just that he removed the Old Testament offerings, but Christ has become the reality and the fulfillment of them. So the offerings as they're applied in the New Testament is all in this realm the reality, the fulfillment, not just that God did away with uh, sacrifices and offerings, but his taste has changed for the nature of the offering, right? Right. This is our portion in this age to be able to enjoy the reality of all those things that were types and were very important at the time. But now we have the reality. Francis, in this final section, Witness Lee is going to refer to something we touched very early on in the life study of Leviticus, and that is that the word in Hebrew for offering is korban, which means literally gift. And that's important when we get into this final section. It's too, too wonderful, such a Christ. He's our eternal portion for us to what? 
for us to enjoy. Isn't this wonderful? For us to enjoy, not just for us to offer to God as some offering, but for us to enjoy in our offering to God. And we can, in this offering to God, enjoy this Christ with God. Firstly, Christ was a gift given to us by God. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten. So he was a gift from God to us. But you have to realize in the offerings, he is the gift we offer to God. You know, this word offering in Hebrew means Corbin. That means a gift, a present. This is our present to God. Could you give God such a present? You tell me, what kind of present could be bigger, greater than this present? Do you know how many facets our present to God has? Christ has. Millions from this facet, look him, he is a person, a man. Huh? From the other, you look, Mahayo, he is God the Father. My goodness. Uh, from another one, you look, oh, he's got the son. Too many aspects. All these are considered by our God as our present to him. And this is for what, you know? This is for our worship to God. And this is also for our fellowship with God. And this should be also our fellowship one another. Not only so, this has to be our kind of what? Eating for daily living. It's far, far beyond what we can understand and what we can speak of. This is the central thought of this book of Leviticus. The central thought of this book is that this universal, all-inclusive, inexhaustible Christ is everything to God and His people. Wow. <laughs> I have to echo that. Yeah. Wow. Francis, what kind of a realization is this? That the very Christ that God has given to us, and he used uh, John 3.16 here to point this out, this well-known verse, but this one becomes the unique offering or gift that we can present back to God. And in the mutual exchange, this mutual gift giving, uh, we both are satisfied and there's a full and rich enjoyment for everyone. What can we say about this, Francis? <laughs> I don't know what to say about this, but there is a lot here. Because this gift that God has given to us is now the Spirit who is in us. And by experiencing Him in our spirit day by day, in this way in which he's given Christ to us, now we can experience him and offer him up mm. in all these different kinds of ways that are depicted or they're typified in Leviticus, but they're really made real to us in the book of Hebrews. And our experience is that we enjoy Christ in so many ways in all these offerings. We enjoy him as our meal offering, our burnt offering, our peace offering, Oh, in every way, we can just enjoy him by exercising our spirit with the word of God, 
and with the fellowship of the believers, and mainly with the fellowship of God himself, the great giver of this gift. And then we have Christ in our experience to offer up to God. And this is really the way, I would say, of enjoying God with Christ, enjoying Christ with one another, and really realizing that we really have such a mutual enjoyment with God in this marvelous Christ. Francis, we've got a couple of minutes left. Let's try to make a practical application of what it is to offer Christ back to God for uh, the sake of our listeners who maybe are just getting uh, acquainted with this kind of life study that we're seeing in Leviticus, uh, touching these Old Testament things and seeing the reality of them in our New Testament experience. When we first came to Christ, when we prayed uh, and realized that we were sinful and that Christ had become uh, the one who could forgive our sins by satisfying God, we were experiencing the reality of the sin offering and the trespass offering without ever knowing it. Right. Uh, sometimes we come to pray, and we may have just a sense that we are very short and very deficient as we approach God's presence. What's our need then, Francis, in the realm of, in the aspect of these offerings? Well, we surely need him. Maybe you're referring to the meal offering. Right. For example, because we enjoy the humanity of Jesus, and we realize that our humanity is short, it's weak, it's sinful, but we have one living in us who is uh, everything to us. And the more we enjoy his human living, the more we have this release from our weaknesses, our failures, and we realize that God is pleased with our offering up of Christ as the one we can live by in our daily life. If we contrast this response, this kind of reaction, being able to offer Christ by enjoying him, and contrast that with what we often do is many times try to figure out, well, I will somehow try to be better and do better, so next time when I come to God, I won't feel so bad. This is really liberation, isn't it? That's right. We really do get liberated by this kind of understanding, realization, and experience of Christ as the one in us who is pleasing to God. No matter we do improve, it's still not Christ. But if we take him, and we take him as our offerings, whether we understand that so much or not, if we practice that, we'll find this is the reality. Mm. We're starting to get calls, Francis, from listeners around the country and uh, that are just realizing how magnificent this book of Leviticus has become in their own experience, uh, touching a lot of these things that are obscure and not that well-known, but day by day, the light is uh, is shining, and the reality of these things are coming more and more into view. We got a call from a lady in uh, Texas who was just ecstatic uh, when she realized what was here. She thought, or I think she said something like, I, I never would have imagined I'd be calling you to ask for a set of these life studies of Leviticus. But she said, I just can't tell you what this has meant to me each day to see these things opened up to me. That's very satisfying on our end, isn't it, Francis, to get such a report? Very much, and we hope many of the listeners will get these actual copies of the uh, portions of the Leviticus Life Studies. Let me give you our toll-free number and invite you to contact us for that purpose. It's 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. You can write to us also, Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or send an email message to us, and our email address is radio at lsm.org. 
And please do take time to contact us. We'd like to talk with you about your own experience or questions that you have uh, regarding these messages you're hearing. And most importantly, how to get this material, the printed material, into your hands for your own study and your own examination. This is the best. And these resources we just are so happy to share with all of uh, our listeners that contact us. For Francis Ball today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. You can now enjoy titles by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee on your computer, tablet, or smartphone. Visit lsm.org ePublications to find all that Living Stream has available. We support Kindle, Nook, iSilo, and ePub formats, which means you can enjoy this ministry on all kinds of PC and Mac devices. Many of our publications are also available on Amazon.com and at iTunes. But to see everything we have to offer, visit our website at lsm.org ePublications. Thanks for listening today. How can we come to the throne of grace while we're here on earth? Let us therefore come forward with boldness to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace for timely help. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. How can we come to the throne of God in heaven while we still live on earth? The secret is our spirit. The very Christ who is sitting on the throne in heaven is also now in us, that is, in our spirit, where the habitation of God is. Whenever we turn to our spirit, we enter through the gate of heaven and touch the throne of grace in heaven through Christ. Scripture, Hebrews 4.16, and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version, published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit lsm.org.